0: Blog Talk Radio. the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. And welcome to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path hosted by Leslie and Tracy. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? Yes, I am. Cool. So, um, welcome. And today our theme is gratitude. Gratitude. That should be a fun show to do. Uh, But before we get too much into our theme today, we always look back at the previous week. And last week, what did we talk about? Miracles, miracles of all miracles. Is there any connection, last week between miracles (laughs) and gratitude? I do like the routine of that, don't I? I am a routine kind of girl. Um, You know, I think that normally what we see is the connection between the two of those is when we get a miracle, then we're grateful. It's like we are responding to saying thank you to God when when God, on the outside God, comes down and gives us something that we then turn around and say thank you or we're grateful for. So that's, the, I think, the traditional connection. Um, you know, for me, and what we were talking about last week, and I still, I thought about this during the week, I don't know that I really even still am saying it to be able to explain it in a way that I, want to experience it, but living in that state of grace or that state of miracle or that state of, you know, Christ consciousness consistently, I think that connects to gratitude because then I am in a state of gratitude at the same time. Because if I'm in that flow, if I'm in that state of, you know, as you said so well, you know, at some point we have to come to that maturity of understanding it's really not a miracle, it's a natural way it's supposed to go. And when we're in that state, then we're just naturally grateful. Everything, we're grateful. And um, the more grateful I am, the more I feel and experience gratitude, the more I notice the miracles that are happening all the time that I'm usually too preoccupied to see them. Oh, that's good. Right, right. So gratitude then, in that way, kind of opens the door or opens the flow for the miracle, miraculous, maybe because I can't get that word to do an adjective or something that I'm looking for, but you know, that kind of way of life, of living in the miracle on a daily basis, moment to moment basis. Maybe gratitude is part of the thing that unlocks that, that door. So, I like the connection, but I think that a traditional connection, you know. God saved mama's, um, eyesight or something. So I'm going to go to church and light a candle or thank God. So that gratitude, I think, is a traditional connection to miracles. But I think there's a much more subtle, deeper connection as well. Which I like to connect the dots because one week, several weeks ago, there was no connection back to the last week. I couldn't come up with one. and I'm so, oh, so you started <laughs> and talking never. and then it was like no. the connection. I could never really make the connection and it's still slightly well, some, sure. sometimes the connections you make seem like a miracle <laughs> that you come up with them. I feel a connection in my mind. And, and I'm very grateful since we <laughs> always strive to show that you almost always come up oh, with one. Always. So we'll take a little break and then we'll come back with today's theme, which is gratitude. And we'll talk about what that means, the connection with spirit and spiritual practices that help you or support you're um, experiencing gratitude. Call in during the show with your comments or questions. Three four seven eight five zero one five two three. to say yes to spirit encouraging you on your spiritual path and today's theme is gratitude i think my favorite quote about gratitude is this one from the ancient mystic meister eckhart and he said if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you it would be enough don't you just love that I mean, that whole idea that whatever is going on, if all we remember to say was thank you, thank you for the gift of this time, thank you for the gift of this experience, thank you for waking up and, you know, another day, another chance at life, that would be enough. And most of us are, were raised to be polite. I mean, you know, to say thank you to people when they do something or they say something nice to us. But the Spiritual Science Research Foundation talks about the spiritual emotion of gratitude. And when I read this, it just really hit me at a deep level that just saying thank you, you know, it's kind of a superficial level of, um, well, it, it is an important acknowledgement in our interactions with other people. But true gratitude is much deeper than that. So... The the description or the, the phrase, the spiritual emotion of gratitude just really hit me at a deep level. And so this is what the Spiritual Science Research Foundation, an excerpt of what they say about that. Quote, as we immerse ourselves more and more into spiritual practice, we open up a whole new world that was up to now veiled from us. And it goes on to the article, or the writing goes on to say, when we feel gratitude and express gratitude repeatedly throughout the course of the day, one gradually develops the spiritual emotion of gratitude. Hence, one's gratitude is continuous and automatically expressed in heartfelt thoughts. In this state, Gratitude is present and is reflected in every action, every movement, and every thought, end quote. And for me, that just really um, was powerful to think about not just gratitude as saying thank you, but really as a spiritual practice, as an emotion, that feeling or that emotion of gratitude being spiritually grounded. And obviously, since we're you know talking about saying yes to spirit that that connection of transforming gratitude from a reaction into a into an emotion a way of being and feeling a way of feeling in the world um was just really powerful for me but you know every spiritual practice has a lot about gratitude, and um, even though, you know, you and I, Leslie, mostly talk about the perspective from New Thought or from Religious Science and Science of Mind, we've always said from the very beginning that what we are about is encouraging everyone to to uh, be on their own spiritual path and to reflect the values and the principles and the beliefs of their spiritual path. Because if we're all doing that, if we are all saying yes to spirit in the world, then, you know, all paths lead to God, and, you know, we we create a world that is more values-based and is a wonderful place to live. But on this topic, gratitude, you know, it was just so easy. You know, it's so easy to find and to share and connect in with every one of the major spiritual um, beliefs or faith practices. One of the quotes from the Baha'i faith that I I really like um, is this one. A thankful person is thankful under all circumstances. A complaining soul complains even if he lives in paradise. When I read that, it's funny, I could immediately think of, you know, ten people on both sides of that equation. A thankful person is thankful under all circumstances. Like, um, you know, Leslie, when you talk about your spiritual teacher who immediately switches things, you know, you, you lose your job, and she says, isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? You know, what a great opportunity that gives you now to go do the things that you are meant to do in the next phase of your life. Wow. Um, but, you know, we know people who are just thankful under all circumstances. And we also know people who would go with the second part of that teaching, a complaining soul complains even if he lives in paradise you know think about it the people we know or the people you know uh if you're listening to the show who you know have a job have um a happy relationship at home um who you know have money in the bank who don't appear to need anything and they still complain about whatever it is. They complain about their boss, or they complain about the fact that it's cloudy today or they complain about the fact that gas has gone up, you know, 15 cents a gallon even though they can afford to pay it. Uh, You know, it's... So a complaining soul complains even if he lives in paradise. And I don't know about any of you, but I know for me, I want to be on the uh, first side of that equation. I really... Want to live my life in a way that I am thankful and thankful under all circumstances, even those circumstances that are really scary or really difficult or really challenging um for me and i'm not I don't make it a hundred percent of the time but that's the that's that's the foundation I want i want to live on a foundation of faith and a foundation of gratitude and um I don't know that I thought about the connection much between faith and gratitude, but that surely comes through strongly for me right now as we're talking about this. Wow. Yeah, I'm really grateful in those times when I haven't been sure, you know, how I was going to pay the phone bill next month or those times when, you know, I was between contracts and, And I still felt grateful, yeah. I felt grateful because my faith was strong, that it was going to all work out, that I'm guided, guarded, and protected by um, a beneficial presence, by a benevolent presence in the universe. So, yeah, gratitude I think comes from that, and it's connected very strongly to faith. Um, One more quote. And um, Ailey Weasel said this. When a person doesn't have gratitude, something is missing in his or her humanity. A person can almost be defined by his or her attitude toward gratitude. And if you're not familiar with Ailey Weasel, um, she was a novelist and a journalist. He won the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, he's am- amazing. When you think about this mindset of if you don't have gratitude, something's missing in your humanity, because um, he survived the concentration camps during the Holocaust. He was originally born an Orthodox Jew in Romania, and um Survived the concentration camps and wrote about that and really became very much like a spokesperson for survivors of the holocaust and um really dedicated his life to recording the the horrors of the holocaust and helping victims not only of the holocaust but after he you know be, after he lived in America to really help all people who might have been victims of oppression or racism. And when you think about someone who not read about the Holocaust, but actually lived through and survived the Holocaust and the concentration camps, you know, if anyone might lose a sense of gratitude, you you might think it would be someone who had been in the Holocaust, who had been in the concentration camps. But, for him to know that gratitude is simply a part of humanity, and if you don't have that, then you have lost some of your humanity. Wow, I mean, that's just way powerful in my mind so um, that kind of sets our stage for talking about gratitude and what it means the connection with um how we live our life and who we are not just what we do. Um so let's take a little bit of a break and then come back and uh go into gratitude a little bit more deeply. Mm-hmm. Spirit, You know, I haven't said the thing I normally say, too, that I always just want to say, just say yes to spirit in a while. So I'll feel better if I say that. What's that about me, needing those rituals, or those routines? See, this is how we should be on TV, because Tracy's just looking at me. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, why do you say the things you say out loud, Leslie? So anyway, yes. What that have yes. to do with gratitude? Nothing, it's just me going on in my mind. I thought I'd share. Somebody might be interested to know what's going on in my mind. Encouraging you on your spiritual path. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. That's, that's encouraging that's people on the spiritual path. Two. <laughs> We're just coming back from the break. Let's begin again. Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, and today we're talking about gratitude, and um, I have a devotion on gratitude I'd like to read, if that's okay with you. you I think the other one was more fun. Did you like that coming back segment? (laughs) Okay, I'll just read the devotion now. Thank you. Uh, It's called Blessings. God bless you. As he took the four quarters out of my hand, I looked into his eyes. God bless you. I rarely stop long enough to look at those I give money to on the street. Yesterday, as I connected to this older man, I really felt the blessing of God come to me through him. I was having a difficult day, and as I rolled my window down, I wondered what life circumstance led this man to this street corner. I was focused on his story right up to the point he said, God bless you. This is a common thing people on the street say, and most of the time as they are saying it, I am rolling my window back up and turning my radio back on. But today I stopped and really looked at this older, dirty, possibly homeless man who was giving me God's blessing. I realized God's blessing does come to me right when I need it but it may come in a way I don't readily recognize. I have a hunch God is constantly pushing love, blessing, life, and beauty toward me, but I may be too busy rolling up my window and turning my radio back on to notice. Today I stopped and let myself connect with a stranger I thought I was helping. Never did I think he had an even greater gift to give me. nice so for some reason the idea of gratitude and blessing connect for me and um and I remember feeling so grateful for that man saying God bless you and I and I wonder if if gratitude is always in response to something, simple, even a you know somebody holding the door out for me when you know they're leaving a place or something, so is is gratitude an expression that, that only happens in response to something? Twelve step programs talk about saying having an attitude of gratitude, meaning you know staying in that state of gratitude. Well, I think for me, when I am in that attitude of gratitude, mm-hmm. which most of the time I am now, I'm still grateful in response to what's happened. I'm grateful okay. I woke up this morning. I'm grateful that I have gas in my car, even though gas is real expensive, get, and getting more expensive mm-hmm. this week. Um, you know, I'm I'm grateful for what I have and who I am, or who I have become, compared to who I was 10 years ago or 30 years ago. So, on the one hand, it's an ever-present state of being. It's an exist- okay. existence. It, it is. At the same time, I can always say it's in response to Something I have, something I am, something I've experienced, something I am going through. So it's not always externally triggered, triggered. right. Well no, it sounds like you're saying it is. Or it can be triggered by an internal thing, but it's triggered by something. Right. So, yeah, I woke up this morning, and I and feel really rested, and I'm really grateful for another day, for the opportunity to experience life another day. So, you know, partially that's external, because I woke up, and, right. you know, but partially it's just who I am, you know. So, and would we consider those things that we woke up, is that a blessing? That I have gas in my car? Is that a blessing? I can see myself saying that. So I don't know, I, it's just interesting because when I was looking through devotion, the, the the blessing, somehow, oh, that's gratitude. But then when I really thought about it, I thought, well, what is, you know, blessing and gratitude are kind of two different things. They seem like the opposite. You get a blessing and you give gratitude. But there does seem to be some sort of yin and yang to it. Yeah, well, I think that they're connected. I mean, I think that often when we are talking about being grateful and being grateful for everything, Mm -hmm. everything, Mm -hmm. you know, we are talking about what is our attitude about whatever it is we are experiencing in our life today, this week, this year. And so in that sense, it's always maybe a thermostat or a thermometer uh, that's measuring the temperature of our interaction Mm -hmm. with everything in our world. So even the not so good. Even things we would consider not a blessing. Right. Because we know it's all good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all leading to good. It's not all easy. It's not all Mm pain-free, but it is all a part of the experience of our life Mm -hmm. that helps us choose. And I certainly have experience, you know, being in a real external mess and being grateful. You know, I remember that back in 1967. (laughs) It was a good minute and a half. It's so funny. I miss it. But, uh, but yeah, I have experienced that and that is really an extraordinary thing to have a real external situation that's not anything, you know, wonderful to write home about, but to have that sense of gratitude and to know on a deep, deep level, boy, this doesn't look good now, but something good's going to come. And, um, and I have everybody power. around you saying, uh, you've lost your mind, because <laughs> you should be pulling your hair out, screaming, you know, getting counseling, I mean, you should be doing something, because this is like a real challenge, and you're going, yeah, I know it's a challenge, and you know what, this is probably the best thing that that's happened to me in a long time. <laughs> yeah, that is true, and it's interesting how you know, we talk about spiritual practices and community, you know, it's one of the spiritual practices of being in a community and being connected with people and having people know the truth of who we are. And that is so important to be around for me like-minded people because I'm I'm very um, chameleon, what's the word, you know, I'm very aware of other people's energy levels and other people's, you know, feelings. So if I'm around somebody that's like, Oh, this is bad. You should be aware of that snake is poisonous. You could die tomorrow. Kind of thing. I'm just going to take it on and die Tomorrow, it doesn't even matter if there's this, this is a snake. I'm going to like okay. And if I'm around somebody that says there's no snake, it's good. It's all good. Keep coming. Keep walking. Keep going. The forest is fine, It's dark. It's good. It's cool. It's nice. And I'm just going to keep walking. So it is significant for me to be in a community that you know is light-minded most of the time. Well, I do, yeah, I think that making that connection between gratitude and blessings is a good one because it just is so subconscious mm-hmm. that I think a lot of times we don't realize that's what we're doing. And I don't think that's the same as saying I have to wait for something good to happen to generate gratitude. I, You know, I done it that a different way. Um, earlier we talked about how sometimes we think we're not we we're not grateful until the miracle has happened, yes, but it's something really big, oh, now I can be grateful. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that on the, uh, like in the devotion, that was a blessing, and it was kind of just a little thing in the course of the day, mm-hmm. and you saw it as a blessing and you were grateful for it, but it wasn't this huge... You know, I've been saving for three years to buy a new car, and now I have oh, a new right. car, and so now I can be grateful, mm-hmm. you know. Or, you know, it, I didn't have to, to use your word, I didn't have to work a long <laughs> time for oh, it. Yep, yep, yep. Or I didn't have to wait for or have something happen that I just couldn't even believe or imagine, mm-hmm. which would be the miracle. Mm-hmm. That someone just saying, God bless you, feels like a blessing and yeah I'm really grateful that in the course of my day Mm -hmm. that person reconnected me with with spirit yes yes and that is the powerful opportunity that I have learned over the years is that there are a billion different opportunities like that during the day that God is constantly trying to reconnect with me when I'm not connected And it's like always my choice, whether I look at that opportunity or whether I'm so busy in my monkey mind, my negative thought, my fear. You know, I can, in just this week, think of times where I'm just nervous or freaking out. And I turn the radio on and the chorus to the song that I turn on is like... Leslie, calm down, it's all good. I mean, it's like that <laughs> obvious, you know, and I'm like, how curious is that, you know, and I think those little things are just everywhere, and I'm, you know, and I am still looking for, the, you know, the plane, the biplane to go across my house It says, it is okay, Leslie, I promise God. I mean, you know, the little things, I think, oh, well, that was good, that was sweet, but I, I can discount that or I can, you know, <laughs> I wasn't big enough. I need to (laughs) Was My name spelled right. (laughs) Well, that's one of the reasons, too, that we use our spiritual practices and -hmm. and that our spiritual practices can be the tool, you know, or kind of the bridge that brings us back, you know, back across to where we want to be. And so let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about spiritual practices that support gratitude cool beans encouraging you on your spiritual path. And our theme today is all about gratitude, which is, you know, really a show we probably could do three hours on, mm-hmm. um, but we often talk about what spiritual practices support whatever the theme is, or so what kind of spiritual practices do we do? That either help us to get back into a frame mindset of gratitude when we realize we're not, mm-hmm. or that just support us being um, grateful all the time. Do you know, one that just jumps to mind, obviously. But, and I would never have uh-huh. neither one of us. There you go. <laughs> I would not have thought of this as a spiritual practice, but um, I think it absolutely is. In 12 Steps, we talk a lot about doing the add, uh, gratitude list, And, you know, a lot of times you just start off with, you know, I can write. You know, I have paper. I have pen. And, and it really grows from there. And it's always interesting to see how what ultimately we're grateful for is what you talked about, that we wake up in the morning and that we have, you know, this, this thing called life. And so many times when I'm in a state of fear, which I don't think that fear and gratitude really coexist very well. So when I'm in that state of fear, my fear is always based in external have or have not. And I lose total sight of the internal that is 100% present, 100% of the time regardless if I have a car, if I have a house, if I have a family, if I have, even if I have my, you know, even if I have some health diagnosis, you know, as long as I'm still breathing, that, you know, that essence of who I am is still the essence of gratitude. And every gratitude list I've ever written has come around to that, you know, getting back to that core gratitude. So I think that's the spiritual practice because it does connect me back to spirit, the spirit within. Well, I'll add a couple of um, versions of that since we're starting with that, with the idea of a gratitude list because um, I agree it's a really powerful practice and then sometimes, you know, so we say make a gratitude list and, and at least the picture that comes in my mind is sitting down with a journal or sitting down with some paper and mm-hmm. writing it out. Mhm. When I think about what I do as a spiritual practice, one of the things I do is very much about making the list, but it's usually when I'm in transit, and so I'm not... Uh-huh. I So one of the things that, that I do uh, fairly often is um, I I I usually will just call it, like, give me five, and I probably have talked about this on a previous show for a different topic, but it'll be like, give me five, five minutes out loud, like as I'm driving or whatever I'm doing, of uh, things I'm grateful for. I don't think I've heard you say that. You know, saying it oh, out loud. So you think it, but you say it. And I remember when I first started doing that, oh. the first time I, I did it, I would talk really slow because I didn't think I could talk for <laughs> five minutes You're about things I was grateful for. You know, and I would, like, take these really long pauses, <laughs> and I would slowly, you know, mention I'm really grateful for, you know, and then when the end of five minutes, right, about four and a half minutes, you know, I'm getting in the swing of it. And then I can think of all these things. I uh-huh, uh-huh. realize five minutes really is not that long. But it's the exact same principle to just get out of whatever you're being distracted by mm-hmm. and remind yourself of all these these things or people in your life, or situations that have occurred, growth that you've had, that you're grateful for. And uh, five minutes will go by just like that. Especially if you're, you know, if you're, it's fun if you have somebody in the car with you, and you're like, okay, I do five minutes, and you just see that's never. cool. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. I like that. Very so nice. much. That's the gratitude list piece. And um, the Give Me Five makes me think of the military. Like push ups? Uh, yes, do that. Push ups or shut ups. Like then it feels like punishment, work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah. Did you say you had another example with gratitude list before we move on to a different practice? Well, I, I'm just thinking I do, I guess I do list that way in. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm laughing at myself because I'm thinking of four or five things I do when I'm in the car. Yeah. But I used to commute 48 miles one way. Wow. That. And I th- that during that period of time I was spending you know a lot of time in my car mm-hmm. every day. So it, a lot of my spiritual practices are related to that. But it's the same thing. I would do the list, but I would do it out loud. And I would um, either do it from, like, a landmark to a landmark. So, um, for me, the route that I used to drive to work, mm-hmm. and if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, this one makes sense to you. If you don't live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area just, you know, like, you'll get the idea and you could substitute the name. So, I would be coming north on Interstate 35 and then going east on... 6:35 to Hillcrest to go to my office, and so when I would round that corner exiting Interstate 35, I would start just saying all the things I'm grateful for, and oh. it would be until I got to the Hillcrest yeah. exit. Uh-huh. So most days, you know, that was a, you know pretty fairly quick period of time. If there was a traffic jam, I was thinking that, you know, which is always possible. Uh-huh. You know, it would be longer. But picking, you know, two landmarks or two, you know, from this street to this street, or anytime you stop at a red light, two minutes. I mean, one minute, mm-hmm. however long it is when you're sitting at a red light, or from the stoplight at this major street to the next major street, whether you whether it's red or green, but mm-hmm. just a traffic signal to the next major street, which is usually four to five Six blocks or eight blocks, mm-hmm. so and there, you can use how, whatever you are doing, yes, and build the making a list around that. Yes. Okay, let's get off of list. What else? I like that though. I like the stoplight thing, and that's good. Even beyond lists, you can do affirmations. You know, if you get in the, if I get in the routine of doing something positive in my mind when I'm sitting at stoplights, and that stoplight triggers that positive something. That will change a life. Yeah, when you think about how many yeah. times right. in the course of a day, if you drive a lot or if you go to and from work, mm-hmm. and you how many lights, mm-hmm. you know, rather than sit there and be impatient, mm-hmm. right? Because it would shift that energy automatically that we're usually waiting to see when the other light, or perhaps just me, but I'm looking at the other light, seeing when it's turning yellow, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, <laughs> come on now. Okay, another spiritual practice. Here is something that um, I had never done before, and uh, in the Bible and New Thought class, Reverend Peter talked about this, and I think she talked about it in the Foundations class, and so there's several people that I know that are trying to do it, and I am, on my fifth day of it, it, is doing this little affirmation 70 times for seven days. Right. And the, I guess seven is a complete number, that I didn't understand before. So it's going through a completion experience 70 times for seven days. And so there's some metaphysical mojo to that number. And also, I like, and it's just more than you think it's humanly possible to do <laughs> until you do it. Until you do it. And, um, and I, I, the the thing at the end of the little thing that we're doing is you come up you say, I am grateful, God is, and then you come up with the quality of God you're wanting to enhance, and so mine was abundant, so I am grateful God is the abundance I am, is the end of the tag, and and if you subscribe to God in my day, you, you've got this in your devotion. If, if if not, then I'm going to say this, because it's so phenomenal to me. Because I've been doing this now, this is my fifth day. So in four days of saying that 70 times a day, I've manifested a stranger in the checkout line at Tom Thumb turned around and handed me coupons without saying a word, which at first I thought was odd and bizarre and a little frightening until I got in my car and understood he was giving me I looked at the coupons was $3 worth of stuff I could use. And he, stranger, without saying a word. Lee over, it wasn't even in my line at the checkout and handed me these coupons. I had uh, the opportunity to send an email and I was, could win some free tickets. I saw the Paula Poundstone concert at the wonderful Majestic Theater here in Dallas for free. I found a $100 gift card that I had gotten months ago, probably a year ago, that I had totally forgotten about and it fell out and appeared to me. I had cared for my neighbor's dogs for a long period of time. She had death in her family and kind of became not too functioning with the dogs. And so I've been feeding them and caring for them for almost a year now. And now she's kind of coming back. But She's never offered to pay for them, and she texted me last night saying, "Oh, I need to give you money for the dogs for food." Just out of the obviously, my mother, who never does much of anything for me, that's another show. But she's not very just, you know, interested in supporting. She found something in my, at her house that I used to have years ago when I worked at an advertising agency. That's worth some money that I could sell to get some money. And then a friend gave me a CD. <laughs> I'm like. I mean, it's almost and you had a too receipt? much to, and I, oh, that's right, when I got the here tonight, dessert? I had a free dessert receipt in my pocket. I mean, it's freakish. <laughs> I mean, somebody should write a book for write this stuff out. I 70 got two days. 70, go I got two days to go. I'm not kidding you. I would not really believe it if it wasn't, you know, happening to me, and just, I'm speechless about it. but seventy times seven. What's the magic behind that, practitioner to be? Do you have any wisdom on that? Well, yeah, seven is, and not just in religious science, but in many religious traditions, seven is a number of completion. So, you mm-hmm. know, God created the earth oh, seven right. days, and there are, there are a number. There's a there are a number of. Um, References hmm. to seven, and then 70 is 10 repetitions of the seven. Oh, seven. oh okay, right, right, right. And so, it, in the rosary, when you're counting, you know, hmm. the rosary beads, mm-hmm. it's 10 times around. Ten oh, set. I did that, okay. And so, there, so, 70 times seven comes up in a lot of places, and when applied to affirmations and when a, applied to prayer, it just deepens mm-hmm. and seals wow. the the thought, so yeah but and that is true if i if I had an affirmation that was related to being grateful mm-hmm. um or, or to achieving something or to being more spiritual in any way, I love your example of recognizing greater abundance, mm. it's like abundance is all around me all the time, but I'm not recognizing it. And, yeah, you're seeing it, which will absolutely shift you into gratitude. Mm -hmm. And you'll find even more besides what people give you or do for you. You'll be in that state Mm -hmm. of gratitude even more, which is really cool. Um, Other spiritual practices. So we, of course, all the normal stuff, Mm -hmm. meditating, you know, using meditation as a way to... Uh, Separate yourself from kind of the craziness of the world and the recenter in the state of gratitude makes um, sense, affirmations, which we talk about thoroughly. Often, writing specific ones or looking up, you can go on the internet and find affirmations that are related Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. gratitude. Journaling, which um, versus just having a list, having a gratitude journal. It's oh, yeah. been around for years and years and years, but probably when Oprah talked about creating yes. a gratitude journal, you know, that more people than ever before actually tried it, and keeping a separate journal that is just for you writing down those things you're grateful for. So you can go back and look at it. You know, it's interesting. I listen to the King show, which is Oprah's special friend, and so she was a part of Raising, Happy Race. Oprah was part of helping raise Gail's children. And Gail was interviewing her daughter, who's 20-some years old now. And she said from the time they could write, like 2-3 years old, Oprah had them write every day three things they were grateful for. And she said now she has a stack of 23 years worth. And so what an amazing practice to get children into. Three things a day you're grateful for to have them write that down that feeds that gratitude and gets the kid to look at okay, well, what did happen today, and she was real she was real good at articulating how you know when she was an adolescent it was like nothing happened good today kind of thing and and her mother would say that, no, you have to ride before we go to you know it's it was a given there had to be three things it's on a that day day right that's right. So um, that would be a powerful practice for a small child, for a parent to help encourage a child. Yeah, that's that's really, 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 really nice. Um, And teaching you, what better way to teach you to come back to center, Mm -hmm. to come back to a spiritual base, even without telling you that's what it's doing. So when you're older and you're off at college or you're raising a family of your own and things get really challenging and you have that so much in your not just your psyche, but mm-hmm. in the way you live your life. Even if you don't write it down, you're thinking of it. Yes. And it you lay something. down. Yeah. What are yeah. What are three things? So, I mean that's a that's a a kind of a getting started. I think there are all kinds of ways that you could look at your own life and then, you know, anyone listening to the show, you could look at your own life and go, you know, winter times when I um, am by myself or winter times when I'm in a confined location and say, hmm, how could I use that? You know, it could be when you're grocery shopping, but you create a pattern of, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm walking through the grocery store, every time I put something in my cart, I say... Thank you. Oh, I like that. I say, you know, I'm so grateful that I have the money to buy this. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I'm choosing healthy food. I'm so grateful that I'm able to shop in a store with good lighting and fresh produce because everybody can't. Right. And so, you know, that could be a practice. It's, you know, every, lots of times people say, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. So, you no, know, you're never too busy really mm-hmm. to find a way. When you're brushing your teeth where you're brushing your teeth, absolutely. Something you do every day, mm-hmm. and how could you then connect a gratitude practice with that? And interesting if you said gratitude practice, when I uh, used to do a lot of marriage counseling, and I used to use that gratitude practice in terms of telling each other what mm-hmm. they were grateful for in a marriage or uh, in the other person. Because you can imagine by the time you get to see a therapist, you know, you've lost that a long time ago. You haven't said, "Oh, honey, I like that dress on you," in a long time, probably. And it was interesting to hear the stories just after a week, because the thing was that each day, each one had to say at least one thing. It was a pra- It was a gratitude practice. That's so funny, that term. Um, and it had to be sincere, you know, you had to make eye contact, and it had to be something other than, oh, you know, I like your eyes, or, you know, pretty hair. It had to be something that you'd give a thought to, and you look in each other's eyes. And that practice itself, you know, really brought people back into that state of understanding why they fell in love, or what was the part of that person that is good, you know, beyond the part that now they can't stand. Cause, you know. That was always there before. Right. But they were just more focused on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the, you know, parts they liked. So so that could be a practice to tell everybody that you know what you're grateful about in them. Yeah, and I love that, that it's not always just about, yeah, you or just doing it alone and people mm-hmm. who have families. So there's something they can make do with their children or with their partner or spouse. Um, if they if you even if you live alone but you work with certain people, you know, all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. and you have a, a relationship, a good relationship with someone. Or even for a boss, can you imagine <laughs> if I was a supervisor, what it would be like to say every day I'm going to tell someone who works who reports to me something authentic right. that I'm grateful about who they are or what they've done. Amazing. And really, you know, the studies it shows that people work more for the the, the affirmation and the feeling good and feeling as if, as if they matter. Right. than and the money. recognition that, right, I am valuable and you really see me mm-hmm. and value and appreciate me. So it's like, yeah, there are lots of ways for us to, um, even though that's something we think about with work or with our family, it's a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Because it's connecting us in with the love of God and the reason we're really here and and with the blessings that we have that come to us through other people and through our experiences, so that's get people started and um i love i love 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 this topic, and gratitude is an interesting um like you said, we use it a lot when we talk about the other shows, you we've probably said gratitude the word a lot, but really trying to to create that consistent attitude and making it something that it's our knee jerk reaction that that I'm grateful when bad things are happening, I'm grateful when good things are happening, the things I label good, are the things I label bad. You know, that my gratitude, that my my um sense of well being is not disturbed. Perfect. Well, let's take a really quick break and then we'll come right back. to this last segment and say yes to spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. Um, and, you know, when we were talking about 70 times 7, I knew there was a, a scripture that that related to that, but I couldn't recall it off the top of my head, so I had to go look it up, um, and it, I knew it was in Matthew, but it's Matthew eighteen twenty-one and verse 21 and 22, at least in in the New King James Version, it reads, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. And, you know, when we talk about using... You know um an affirmation um using a statement and repeating it seventy times over seven days it really does just instill in us this is the way it is this is you know this is an unlimited it's almost like on a on a psychological or spiritual spiritual emotional level. it's so ingrained now that this is just the way it is. I am. I am forgiveness. Or an example that you gave, Leslie, with using an affirmation that was about abundance. You know, I am abundance. No matter what else is happening, I'm going back to abundance. So that's the the actual scripture about seventy times seven. So we've talked a lot about gratitude, and you know, it's it's uh, easy to be grateful when things are going well. And, you know, I think we have talked about the fact that it's when things aren't going well that it's most helpful for us to um, kind of go into gratitude to remind ourselves of the bigger picture. But um, I do want to acknowledge that for some people, you know, it's really hard to be grateful. And what do you do when things are just awful or they feel awful in your life? So there's an article um, titled Practice Gratitude. That was published in the uh, on the unitarian Universalist website and it 's written by Christine Robinson and alicia Hawkins um, and the whole article is about practicing gratitude, but i'm going to quote um a paragraph that really focuses on what do you do when things are awful. sometimes we're suffering too much to feel honestly grateful. There are days, even weeks or months when we are overwhelmed by problems or pain tragedy, or disappointment. At those times, we don't feel lucky to be alive, and we certainly don't feel like celebrating. In their desire to make us feel better, good-hearted people are likely to say things like, you should be grateful that, you know, and then they'll fill in the blank. You know, your older child is still alive, or the cancer was only in one breath, or you still have a spouse even though you've lost your job. But when we can't feel grateful, we can't. At least we can't right now. Note to good-hearted people, you're right. The suffering person in front of you surely still has some things in his or her life to be grateful for. But this realization has to come from within, and it will come more quickly if friends simply listen with open hearts and don't try to give advice. End quote. I love that reminder that gratitude is an inside job, and it really can't be forced on anyone else. So, you know, it's up to me, and that's what we've been talking about. It's really up to me to have gratitude be so much a part of my normal state of being that I can just snap back to it when times are hard or when things don't go the way I expected them to or the way I wanted them to go. Um so I, I do, I think it's important that we acknowledge there are times when it's really tough, and it doesn't mean you have failed and you have no faith. But I think what we've been talking about reinforces that if we have that attitude of gratitude and make it a pattern, make it a, a way of being, or like the article I talked about at the top of the hour, you know, that we just have developed this spiritual emotion of gratitude, that it's easier to get there. Um, So, um, a reminder of something we talked about, but Reverend Dr. Ann Ronan in her blog, Spiritual Living on Planet Earth, in her post titled, Attitude of Gratitude, she recommends this as a spiritual practice. Choose three things you do every day. Maybe it's opening and closing doors or answering the phone. Maybe it's brushing your teeth, like you said, Leslie, or taking out the dog. Each time you do one of those activities, silently or aloud if you like, say something you're grateful for. It might be, I'm grateful for the person on the other end of this phone line or I'm grateful for the unconditional love this pet gives me. When you have time, stop for a moment and really feel that gratitude. Let it fill you and live with more joy. And that's what we do when we say yes to spirit. So thanks for joining us. And until we meet again, say yes to spirit.